0: Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene, sponsored by Them That Can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This week in Craft Beer we'd like to thank our generous Patreon supporters John Stevens, Angela Peterson, Nick Flynn, Jamie Ramsey, Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jazz Hundell, Phantom Brewing Company, Dolphin Brewery, Becky Bentley-White, Alex Possels, Ryan Charlton, The Papermill Micropub, Doug Thayer, Sarah Hallmark, and The Sociable Beer Company. So I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast this evening John Rawcliffe from State of Kind Brew Co based near Wigan. John launched State of Kind in the spring of 2021 with a mission to make some amazing beers and help some great causes along the way. The aim is to bring people together to run community projects in all parts of the UK and to offer brewing apprenticeships to disadvantaged adults. State of Kind planned to make it a better world one beer at a time. John, please introduce yourself and tell us about your beer journey which led you to launching State of Kind.
1: Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, so I'm John Rockliffe. I am the founder of State of Cane Brew and we are based in sunny Wigan, Northwest. <laughs> so my journey, I'll be honest, you've probably heard this type of journey a million and one times, but I'll go through it again.
0: Please do. Yeah, everybody's slightly different.
1: Um, yeah, so, so my my journey,
0: anyway, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm getting on now, so my journey started... Not as
0: old as me, by the way, John, so you're doing all right?
1: <laughs> my journey started about 20 years ago. And if I'm totally honest with you, when I was younger, like 20 years ago, I, mm. I didn't like beer, if I'm okay. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't like lager. I found it quite tasteless and very gassy. If I ever drunk any beer, it'd be something like bitter, Yakker like Boddington's. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. kind of I remember
0: beer. it well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so that, that was it. And I, I didn't really take much notice of beer, if I'm totally honest no. with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went on a trip to Bruges in Belgium. Ah. Um, nice. Yeah, so, and I, I just fell in love with Belgium, I fell in love with Bruges, I fell in love with the kind of the medieval city. Oh, it's an incredible
0: place, yeah. Right.
1: phenomenal. And mm. I fell in love with the whole monk brewing thing, yep. I fell in love with the glassware, and it was the first time I'd ever had a beer that I could, I could say it was chewy, you know, what mm-hmm. man, it was the first experience I've ever had of a proper beer, and I thought, right, This is different. This is something, the range and the styles and the glassware was all different. And Mm -hmm. it was something that just piqued my interest. And whether it was because of the whole Bruce thing and the medieval thing at the same time. Anyway, I came back, came back to Britain and that was it. I just started to try and find out different beers that I could find in a pub. And I tried to kind of find anything that I thought might be interesting and try and go with it. And that was it. That's basically what started my journey. Fast forward probably 10 years after that, um, I would got to a point where I really loved beer and I really loved the idea of brewing beer myself. Right. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to open a brewery. I was still relatively young. Yep. The downside is when I looked into it, I had two young kids. I had right. twins actually, which which was extremely costly. Yeah, uh, I can
0: imagine.
1: <laughs> uh, and when when you look at a brewery at that point, you go, "Oh, hang on a second, There's there's just it's just too risky. There was too much cost. It was it was expensive to set up, and it just kind of went to the background of my mind again. It was another pipe dream. It was something I really wanted to do. Uh, right. it was too risky at the time. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a bit more time, and I did a twenty-four hour charity bike ride, which took me from London to Paris. Nice, and it was yeah, it was in it was in the aid of mine charity, right? Um, and I'll be honest, I know it sounds really corny, but I had a bit of an epiphany going. Yep. You know, I was riding through rural France. The sun was coming up. It was about five, six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and I was knackered. I was I was heading towards Paris. Yep. And I just had this feeling that I just needed to do something bigger. Do you know, remember my time? Nice. And, yeah. and, and, and I just sat there and I thought, you know what? I just need to help as many people along that way as I can. Right. So yeah, so I got to that point and I was like, right, that's it. I need to live differently. I need to kind of work for myself. I need to do everything I can to make people happy and make yep. people better. Because when we crossed the, the finish line in, in Paris, there was a lot of people there who benefited from my charity. And it just it just blew me away a little bit. Right. me mm-hmm. feel really, really good. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, fast forward a little bit further along, um, and I set up a company called Japanorama, which, funnily enough, imports Japanese arcade machines.
0: Okay, great.
1: <laughs> a bit random. It just something I decided to do, because in the year 2000, I used to live in Japan for about 18 months. Nice. Uh, and I used to import, grey import consoles like the PlayStation 2, Game Boy Advance. And basically, I had a few contacts still over there, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to import some Japanese arcade machines and start my journey selling them see how right. things. that did pretty well to be fair for three years and it's, it's been pretty successful and it's led me to a different point now to the point where my lust for beer carried on going you know i was trying new <laughs> beers all the time yep. all the big boys started and coming and the polly's the cloud water you know even rivington you know i saw them coming through and they yeah. just beers that were blowing me away do you know what i mean and yep. so the lust for that never went away that just kept growing and growing and growing but then I got to a point with Japan Japanorama where, it, like, actually, a brewery is now possible. My kids were growing up now, they're 19. Yep. And, he, and again, it was, it was one of those things where I kind of technically had the money for it. Right. I looked at the past of, you know, Brexit being just carnage. I looked mm. at you know the whole COVID situation being carnage, everyone attacking each other, everyone being segregated. And I just thought... I just need to do something. I need to do something big. I need to do something for for good. And, right. and yeah, and and that
0: was it. State of kind, Brewcore was founded to be fair. Fantastic. And so, what I'm missing. So that's great, by the way, and I, I love that as a path. But in terms of your brewing experience, you, so you've been doing some home brewing along the way, have you? When did that? did that start yeah. or yeah
1: so brewing wise as i said with the journey of love and beer i did yeah. try and do home brewing here and there
0: mm-hmm.
1: i wouldn't say it was particularly successful okay. um, and it, that was more of a frustration to me because i just wanted to be better all the time
0: sure one yeah. of the
1: things for me is i am a bit of a perfectionist so you know i could never be good enough myself to make no. this beer, but i wanted the brewery you know what i mean i needed the brewery you know what i mean so i kind of for me it was more about it was more about right let's get a brewery going Mm-hmm. And let's get some really good beer out there. But I am not the brewer. I am not oh, okay. The right, right. Brewer, unfortunately, you know, I wish I was, but I, you know, like I said, I used to make home brew here and there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's always not great. <laughs> I mean, no,
0: no, no, no worries. I mean, you, and the beauty of it is, now you own a brewery, so you can become a brewer over time, can't you? You know. Exactly. <laughs>
1: So the idea is, obviously, we just, funnily enough, we've just finally got our full-time brew team in place. Right, brilliant. Um, which, is, which is fantastic, really mm-hmm. good lads. So I'm going to learn, a, one of the things I want to do is, in addition to running the business, yep. I want to learn how to brew these beers, you know what I mean? Absolutely. They, they can make absolutely stunning beers that probably could never do, unfortunately.
0: So as far as I can see, I love the the mission of your business, the you know, bubble. I think everybody can relate to how divided and fractious the last few years have been. And you very eloquently uh, point out some of the real flashpoints. But I think that, you know there's lots of different dimensions to it, aren't there? And you know, we all, I think, hark back to days when things were, were a bit more civil and friendly and, and joined up and considerate. So I think everybody uh, can appreciate that as a, as, a, as a mission statement. I do think craft beer is a pretty good place to start actually with with that mission because it's friendlier than most. It's not perfect. And we've all seen, I'm sure, the news stories of the past few months that have really been highlighting some of the divisions in, in craft beer. But I think as an overall collective, we're probably more friendly and more accommodating than the most yeah. loosely coupled groups of people. So I think starting in a craft beer world is, is a good place to try and build something like you're doing. So I, I really applaud that.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Let's talk about where you've got to so far with the business then I know you've been Gypsy Brewing. You've got a core range of four beers, which before I let you get into that, um, I just want to say that if you wanted to try and curry favour with This Week in Craft Beer then a good way to achieve that would be to have a core range of four beers that included a double IPA and an 11% Imperial Stout. So you could have been sort of reading my playbook to say, right, what sort of beers should I have to appeal to Rob and Steve? And you have nailed it right there. So yeah, good. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about your core range, how you've been brewing them so far and, and how that's been going for you.
1: So yeah, so when I started the idea, to be fair, I was looking to do Gypsy Brewing for a lot longer. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we started as a, maybe a year to two year doing Gypsy Brewing and right. then we buy our own kit. Um, Which back. is a
0: reasonable business plan, I think. You know, it's pretty ambitious to think you can you can advance any more quickly than that.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, so I wanted to create a kind of, a, a, you know, a, a good broad range. So like uh-huh. you said, I wanted to create a, a, like a session base. We've got the 4% session IPA. Yeah, um, we've got the six percent West Coast IPA, which is the one that you're drinking. We'll get right
0: to now. in just a moment. Yeah, Yep.
1: And yet we've got the eight point five percent double IPA, and we have an eleven point five chocolate and vanilla imperial stout. Amazing. So yeah, I wanted to create the range which would appeal to everyone. So we've got everything from a session drinker to a hardcore stout drinker. Yep.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. And those are all. So you've been Gypsy Brewing those since. When since since March the spring yeah, I think I read somewhere
1: yeah. so we started the journey last I'd say October now obviously. okay a long time to find where we we're going to do the work where we we're going to get the relationship going so we started doing the actual brew I think it was about March we started right. that in place and yeah so we, we got the brew you know I think it's you know I think the beers we've got out there are a good range and a good start to where we are one thing about me is I am massively passionate about improving. So for me, you know, even if I made, you know, beers that were probably 4.25 on, on, on tapped, yep. there's always, always I'd never be happy, do you know no. what I mean? I always want to improve my beers.
0: And that's a great quality for a brewer, I think. So. Yeah, so that's, yeah, it's yeah. so
1: important to me, do you know what I mean? I don't think I let, I, I, I'm so restless with that, it's untrue. So I suppose that then comes back to gypsy brewing. What you find with gypsy brewing is it's a lot more difficult because it's difficult to be innovative as such. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to have a broader range and quickly, and for that reason, recently we decided to buy our full kit. Oh. So we've just we've just ordered our fifteen BBL brew kit. And- oh, fantastic! Yeah, so that should be about sixteen weeks off now. And, and then- you got somewhere to put it? Yes, we have. We do have- <laughs> even we have better. Big- yeah, we have a big unit in Wigan. Oh, magnificent! Uh, the unit in Wigan will house the brew kit, and mm. it's got it's got a three hundred liter pilot kit with it as well. Huh. And we'll have the full-on tap room experience as well. So yes. Yeah,
0: oh, fun. that's amazing, John. So you're looking to get that delivered? If my maths is holding up, roughly Christmas time, um, have the brew kit yeah. delivered? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we, we're pushing to get that in as quick as possible. That's why I've kind of got the brew team in place recently. Yep. I want these guys to come in and hit the ground running. Uh-huh. The pilot kit. Um, so the idea is we we're going to start creating on the pilot kit very quickly to get beer for the tap room, which we're going to start building very soon. You know, it's a very different way of business for me. It gives me more flexibility. It gives me more, you know, opportunity to be a bit, a bit more adventurous with the beers as well. Because of course, yeah. The thing I'm passionate about is being massively experimental with beers. Right. And so we want to, we want to drop very quickly onto the barrel aging project. You know, mm. we, want to, we want to create some just stunning beers which are a little bit out there. Do you know what I mean? So you know, it could be, I don't know could be a, a barrel aged iron brew stout or you know whatever it may be we, <laughs> yep. we want to come up with some really crazy stuff but absolutely. fantastic so
0: john let's talk about this first beer and yeah. this is together as one six percent ipa the tasting notes i've got say robust full-bodied and flavor packed featuring a punchy fusion of hops and fruit notes that stay perfectly balanced all the way down they must try for every new world connoisseur yeah and as we were just talking just before we pressed the record button, this is definitely, you know, leaning West Coast, isn't it? It's got it's quite significant bitterness to it. But it's also, I think, citra lead from, from the hop side of things. And I think that I very much like the, the fruit flavours you've got in there as well. So I think this is a good beer. You know, I, I'm really looking forward to tasting the the second half beer, as you say, to sort of taste the progression. But I think this is a this is a really decent West Coast IPA, and I'm enjoying it, and I would certainly buy it again. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good beer.
1: Yeah, exactly. To be fair, I think I'm a little bit old school in the fact that I do like a West Coast. I know we've we've moved into the New England and the very yellow and very kind of soupy beers, if you will. Um, And I do, I'm the kind of person who likes to, I do like a little bit of bitterness from my beer. Even if that is a New England pale. I do like to know I've drunk a beer. Right. I do sometimes feel that beers are a little bit washy in that area. And sometimes it's like drinking, it's like drinking watered down pineapple juice. Yeah, it uh, can be. <laughs> I, I sometimes think, have I drunk a beer? Or have I drunk a, a pineapple juice? It's Some of the ABV and the, the woozy feeling that makes you feel like I've had a beer. And <laughs> I, I do like to have a beer and I feel like I've had a beer. So I, I do like that lingering bitterness in, your back, in the back of your throat, to be fair.
0: Definitely. Well, it's part of what brings you coming back for the next mouthful, isn't it? Is, yeah. is that, that bitter finish. Um, appearance is actually quite dark in appearance. It looks quite malty. It looks much maltier than it tastes, actually, I would yeah. say. If if something can look malty, I'm not sure that's even a thing. But <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying, I think you know it. it actually tastes quite juicy and not yeah. not a stone fruity and, and sort of old school bitter IPA kind of. Yeah. I was expecting more of an old school flavour to it, and I don't think it's that at all. So it's is, it's is a good beer. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a modern take and night a, a west coast.
0: Yeah. And when you started your beer journey um, will significantly dictate whether you favor West or East Coast, I think, in the US as well. If you're a Johnny come lately, like me, quite frankly, to craft beer and and like a lot of people, then I grew up really drinking New England IPAs, you know, my craft beer years. I obviously drank a lot of beer years prior to that, Boddington's amongst them and and many others. But, uh, you know, my craft beer years have been mainly serviced by by new england bales and ipas so i do favor the east coast to the west but i can definitely appreciate a good west coast ipa particularly when there's some east coast fruit flavors in it as well if that even makes sense i don't know whether it does but yeah
1: no, yeah no, that makes (laughs) sense to me the one thing that really got me about craft beer i think when i really started going into the journey is just the variety and just the the difference of beer do you know what i mean so like It's, it's just it's mind-blowing how many different flavors you can get from a different combination of hops and dry hopping double dry hopping and it just but it just, that is what blows my mind you know what yep. I mean? you know you've got all these people who drink wine and they say oh yeah i can taste the difference in this I can ah, yep yeah, i can taste the difference but beer is just another level you know?
0: oh i completely agree i mean i know that this this annoys wine drinkers that, that we claim that beer has a sort of a broader palette of flavors yeah. but it surely does doesn't it you know I, I don't see how you can argue about that but no I, I think you're right and so starting from belgium belgium has that amazing thing as you mentioned with the glassware where you know you have to have the right glass to suit the yeah. beer and in fact if a bar hasn't actually got a clean glass for that particular beer they're not allowed to serve you the beer are they which i really appreciate as a, as a sort of a ceremonial rule but i think actually with for the most part, Belgian beers, wonderful as they are, don't have quite the breadth of flavors that American craft beers do. And, you know, and I think it's the whole world is just expanding more and more, isn't it? And so 20 years ago, you had Belgian craft beers. They were wonderful in their own right. But what we've got now is is so unbelievable. And it's only just going to keep growing and expanding and expanding. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a wondrous world, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's exactly the thing. You know, the Belgium, the Belgian beer is what started my journey. We are going back. Actually, I'm going to go back in as soon as I can to Belgium with me and a friend. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> um, just to just to experience it again and see what the difference would be now, do you know what, yep. I mean, to what it was. Do you know what I mean? So I am looking forward to that.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've got so much beer travel that I want to do that that's just backed up and backed up and just hasn't been possible this year. But no, it's gonna, it's gonna happen big time in 2022. I promise you that. Yes. So what's been the public response so far to State of Kind? You know, you've only had beers in the market for well less than six months, I guess. You know, how, how's it gone down so far?
1: To be, to be honest, the beers have been in the market now. Actual drinkable beers as a product has only been in the market for probably, what well, now not even three months, to be honest. Oh, goodness. Uh,
0: right. Uh-huh.
1: It's been very good. It's been really good. I think the message we're trying to get across has been very well received. The the beers we've got have been well received so far. Right. Obviously, you get the odd untapped weird rating or weird review on untapped but you'll soon get used to that <laughs> i try when i first started i was looking at it every night and, mm-hmm. um, and at one point my partner she sat there and said she stopped looking at untapped because it's good. not good advice for- yeah, it's yeah nice. and, and i do I, I do ignore it now so but yeah they've been very well received I think the message is very good nice I've had a lot of i've had a lot of emails of support for what we're trying to do that's nice and yeah so we you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming up there's a lot of good stuff I can't quite talk about, but i mean, it's very good, do you know what I mean? And I've mm-hmm. got a lot of people coming to me to, to talk about them things, which are great. So hopefully if they pull off, that would be fantastic. But Brand. yeah, I think mainly people are just getting behind the message, you know what I mean? People yeah. just want, they, they just want a different world. They want a world of where community is important and yeah. getting together is more important than fighting apart, you know? And, and I, I, I'm massively for that.
0: I've spoken to quite a few people breweries on this podcast who have an element of giving back or an environmental focus or you know a combination of those things that they do as as part of their day-to-day business which you know I I applaud in every dimension possible but you're the first company I've come across that actually has it sort of encoded into your mission Uh, so I I think it's brilliant I don't see how anybody can not applaud it really it's you know we, we all need to be doing a bit more of this so I think it's fantastic John.
1: So it's hugely important to me, and one of the one of the other things we're doing with our you know with our people who work for the state of kind they will get equity in the business from mm-hmm. an early point. Nice. So I want all all our kind of like staff to have equity in the business because for me you know I, I look at the business and I think it's as much as their business it is mine. You know, right. So yes, yeah. The idea to start it, but for example, the people who brew the beer, you know, they it's as much as their project and it is mine. Yeah. And so to me, that's massively important as well.
0: Definitely, it's going to be their, their long days and their blood and sweat that's going into, into making these beers great. So, yeah, I, I think that, that that's, that's a nice thing. So, you know, maybe not talking about specifics then, but let's talk about the general principles that you're trying to accomplish with, with State of Kind. So I read uh, in the introduction, so, you know, you're trying to encourage community projects. How will that manifest itself? Yeah,
1: so again, looking at helping people and putting a bit back, you know, I've got to an age where I just want to put a little bit back, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, and help other people. So one one of the things from the beginning of this is we wanted to set up our uh, social enterprise. Now, our social enterprise is, you know, obviously money from the state of Brewery goes into the social enterprise, which will fund... Projects which I would like to be suggested by our beer drinkers, you know. So, right, they've got some specific project in mind, whether that's you know down south or you know in my local area. I want to hear about it, Mm -hmm. and if it's you know if it's something we can do, then we want to go and do it. You know what I mean? And it could be as simple as doing, I don't know, litter picking duties in you know Devon to Mm -hmm. you know big green projects in Wigan, or just just you know managing the trails or something in Scotland. It's. Anything that's that's going to help communities and yep. bring communities together, that's that's what I'm after. Do you know what I mean? That's what I hear what I want to hear about. Because you know, I, I look at just giving to charities is giving to charities one thing, but the trouble is is I want the Source Enterprise to be fully funded by state of kind, you know, what I mean? right? Yeah. All the pro- all the proceeds that go into it to state of kind will be used for its purpose.
0: Fantastic. I should have asked you in your introduction, so you still got the the Japanese gaming machine import business, have you, or or, or, or have you sold that to fund this?
1: No, no, I've I've still got that. I've just imported my last container, actually, which is going to be basically the proceeds from that will be funding the state of Kambrook, so oh, yeah. fantastic! Yeah, that's, that's exactly why we've, we, we we it's allowed us to buy the kit earlier. So we, we you know, we're buying a fifteen yeah, yeah, a fully automated cannon line, which we're going to order very soon. So you know, we we're going in, we're going in big. If I'm honest, we
0: yeah, exactly, we certainly you know, are,
1: yeah. For me, I kind of I sat there and I said, look, it's it's go we go go home. Do you know what I mean? We're going
0: to well, do this. Let's let's do it properly. Yeah, I'm mm. doing
1: it properly. Do you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. And I'll either go bankrupt or insane. I don't know which one it <laughs> <is>. um, <laughs> but I'm going in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's it.
0: I also read that you are going to try and employ disadvantaged people into, into positions in the brewery and, and potentially start to run sort of apprenticeships as well. So, so talk to me a little bit about that as a plan.
1: Yeah. So, again, one of my main things for this is, like, I, I live in Wigan. There mm-hmm. is a lot of disadvantaged young adults in Wigan. Um, sure and you know it's it's giving them life skills because you know it's getting worse and worse with Brexit and with COVID you know kids are coming out of you know school and stuff going you know what am I going to do you know it's like you know for me it's like the brewing industry is getting bigger and bigger and bigger the head brewers are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and they're getting more recognition and recognition and you know I thought it'd be phenomenal to to give some apprenticeships to you know a couple of you know a couple of young adults that you know could really just do with it to do absolutely
0: good. yeah fantastic um, I mean, it, it, you, you give them a life skill that that hopefully they can turn into a really good yeah, living for for, me, for decades to come yeah,
1: yeah and for me if, if i give an apprenticeship to a you know a, a disadvantaged you know young adult and they went on to you know after the apprenticeship finished me they went on to work for one of the big dogs you know mm. what i mean Went off to cloud water, and you know it, it, that'd just be phenomenal for me to see. Oh, definitely! That I've helped that person go along that journey.
0: Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I can, I can really get behind that. And so that that's going to be part of the plan. Obviously, you know, not not this year, I suppose, but but certainly as you move into next year.
1: Yeah, we definitely. Well, you know, if we can do it this year, it'd be fantastic. But obviously, that's going to be a struggle. Yeah. Um, definitely early next year once the brew team's in once the kit's in once they've got used to that and once we're pushing out that consistent beer quality then yes we'll be taking on one or two apprenticeships for that
0: fantastic yeah exciting times Where, whereabouts are you locating yourself in is it a, is it in the city or, or sort of on a in the outskirts in an industrial unit
1: yeah, it is on the outset out, outskirts an industrial unit, so it's a great it's a great size unit to be fair, and it mm-hmm. would make a great brewery and tap room. So yeah, I was quite lucky getting the unit when I started Japanorama. Uh, right, going so continue with the same unit. Yeah. Oh,
0: great! Okay, perfect. Well, that's really handy. Yeah, and yeah. is there any, any, any other craft beer businesses anywhere close?
1: There's a few. Yeah, we've got a few craft breweries in Wigan. Yes, we've got a few in Wigan, but um, but not too many.
0: No. But it's a slightly loaded question, actually, because I'm strongly of the opinion that, you know, if you've got one next door, it's better than not having one there because, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it starts to create a bit of a destination, doesn't it? And, you know, and then people people are more likely to come at you if there's two or three breweries close by than if you're a- alone um, <laughs>
1: Now, we are kind of, as as the kind of brew we want to be, because we want to be an ultra-modern brewery, you know what I mean? We want mm-hmm. to be kind of right on the edge of you know, modern breweries. Yep. Uh, and the trouble is with Wigan, we've got quite a few traditional breweries. Right. Uh, so we've nothing... You know, although I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard the fact that Cloudwater wanted to set up round Wigan or Standish. Um, nice. Maybe, maybe he said, but that's what I heard. It would have been amazing. Now, they decided to go to Manchester anyway, but that, that would have been amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I'll tell you what, John, let's take a short break. This Week in Craft Beer is sponsored by Them That Can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. Them That Can deliver the machinery, labor, materials, and most importantly, the expertise to achieve a professionally canned product that keeps their clients happy. For more information about how you can get started with their amazing services, please visit www.themthatcan.com. I'm back with John from State of Kind Brewco for the second half of the show. John, let's get straight back into it by asking you the traditional second half kickoff question, which is what makes you different? What is it you're doing to differentiate state of kind from the relatively crowded craft beer scene in the Northwest or the UK, you know, whatever scene you, you choose to try and differentiate yourself from?
1: Um, for me, I think it's quite simple. Um, I didn't start the brewery, I didn't start the business to look at the bottom line and create beer based on the f- the cost of it i started state of kind for me it was more about i wanted to create an awesome business for people right. to work at i wanted to create a, a business that does good for other people yeah i wanted to be constantly you know making that that be the best it can be so for me it wasn't really starting the business as a as a monetary thing it was starting the business as just doing something awesome do you know what i mean and, uh, and if, yeah. if I did that, if i did that well Mm -hmm. hopefully in the future the success will follow yeah it's about for me it's more about bringing people together you know not just who love beer but just bringing communities together and getting back to that little bit where you know we all realize that we're different and we can pull together to do awesome things and and that is the the, the most important stuff
0: definitely but I, I think my reflection on what you just said is I think it's important to look at both sides of that because you need to run a great brewery first and foremost, brewing great beer and with a great tap room where people want to come and spend their time and all of that, you know, as well as you execute all of that, it will then enable you to do all of the giving back and all of the community stuff that you want. And so if your beer's terrible and your tap room's horrible and nobody wants to come and see you, then none of the rest of it happens either, does it?
1: Well, no, that is very true, yeah. So hopefully we, we, we're we not going to do that. Hopefully we're to create <laughs> something, you know. that. You know, there's something for me is I want to create something in Wigan that some of these, you know, people just haven't seen yet. You know, yes, the tap room element of this is massively important. You know it really
0: mean. is, yeah. I think I've it's got, the yeah.
1: Yeah, I've got huge plans for the tap room. You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is, it's you know, I can't into too much, but we have a two thousand square foot unit with, and and it's 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 going to be pretty pretty special.
0: Fantastic, yeah. And so, what's your what's your plan with the tap room in terms of how many taps you're going to have and how much you know what space you'll have for for people.
1: Yeah, so obviously I want at least ten taps permanently yep. on with with different with a complete choice of different beers. Like I said, we're gonna you know I want to do everything from lager to you know to to full on kind of crazy barrel aged stouts yep. and yeah, so it's a, it's a variety of that. It's you know yeah I suppose you could say it's a typical tap room with you know with with like food stalls and things like that and DJs playing yep. and but yeah Japanese
0: arcade games.
1: <laughs> i do have a couple of arcade games trying to try and to the side for them
0: surely you've got to have haven't you yeah
1: and i have got funnily enough i imported a japanese vending machine beer vending machine oh nice um, so that will be in the tap room as well for people excellent the yeah, hands no. out of that using authentic kind of uh, uh, Japanese things. So yeah, nice
0: gimmick. Yeah, no, I think you should really lean to that. That's great. Yeah, no, because Japanese oh, vending machines—that's really a you know different world, isn't it? Oh, yeah,
1: they're very special. They are
0: very special. Fantastic. So I'm really happy with that. Let's get into some funky chisel, which chisel. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really have any tasting notes for nor. Because yep. you know you, you you very kindly sent me I don't know if it was the first bottle but the, a bottle from the first bottle in run anyway and so yep. I know this is on your pilot kit it's absolutely delicious all I know is and I just managed to sort of crib this from your Instagram post at the weekend is it's a six point seven percent New England IPA and the only tasting note that you put on there was it's perfectly balanced and lusciously dank That's- so that I think is a really good description of it it's it really is dank it's deliciously tropical but also just got a nice level of bitterness to it as well as you know as you were saying earlier on you want all your beers to have a bit of bitterness i can completely respect that i'd love to know what hops are in it um i think it's just it's beautifully beautifully brewed and and i'm really enjoying it it looks fabulous as well it's you know it's Mm -hmm. incredible it's got incredible opacity lovely burnt orange sort of but quite bright yellow color as well just 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 looks gorgeous in the glass
1: yeah, the colour, the colour of beer is extremely important to me. I get very mm-hmm. excited about the colour of beer. Yeah. So yeah, so it's 6.7 New England. So it has Citra, Citra Cryo, Mosaic, and Equinox.
0: Okay, nice. All right. Yeah. Well, good good combination. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Citra. I I honestly anybody that pretends they like craft beer and doesn't love Citra, psh, you know, I just not they're not coming on the podcast anyway, that's for sure. I <laughs> <laughs> no, don't blame you. So, as you said, this is the future direction for state of kind. You know, this this is a sort of showcase brewed by your your new brew team on a pilot kit that you managed to scrounge up from somewhere. So, how many liters of this you got?
1: Uh, So, at the moment, we have uh, just thirty liters of it. So, it's oh my goodness. (laughs) Very, um, yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty exclusive. That beer, I feel
0: very privileged. I've got 500 mil of it sitting here on my desk, then,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's we've, we've we've done a very small run of it just to test that that's mm. the kind of beer we wanted to make. And, yeah, we I, like I'm blown away by it. It's, mm. it's it's the kind of beer that I wanted to go forward with. We want to create that kind of you know, for a New England IPA, it's for me, I think it's perfect, it's got mm. that real dankness to it. It's got that bitterness at the end, which is not too much, but it's got yeah. a real fruit flavour to it as well. Because sometimes I, I do get a little bit tired of New England IPAs, which are just tasteless. Um, yeah. So for me, it's, you know, I think it's, for me, it's what I class as a banging, uh, a banging nepper.
0: Love it. And I love the, you know, 6.7, good good ABV as well. Yeah. You know, I think you can get, you can pack great flavour into 5 and 5.5, but I think you need to be pushing up towards yeah. 7% to really have that that full depth and breadth of flavor and and this has got it so this this is a really good beer john Good, thank you let's talk about what you guys have got coming up summer autumn wise i I saw a a picture of you at a show this past weekend summer i think didn't (laughs) I? um so yeah
1: Yeah.
0: how did that go and what else you got in the diary
1: yeah so at the moment um it was our that was our first show to be fair um Mm -hmm. It's been hard because obviously, you know, COVID has stopped a lot of the shows and it's all not oh, yeah. happening. At the same time, I, I can't wait to get into kind of like, you know, the Brew London, Brew Manchester, oh. you know, get into the real big brew festivals. That is my absolute dying passion, you know what I mean? I just can't wait for that. Yeah, Do I feel like we're ready for that right now? No, but we will be soon. Um, yeah. So we're going to see out this year, you know, we want to do some, just just some nice local shows for people. Mm-hmm. The show we did last weekend was a Royal Lancs show, um, yeah. which is based outside of Preston. Nice, uh, yeah. You know, it's a country show, um, yeah. with, uh, a little converted horse box, which, to be fair, we did deck out pretty nice.
0: Yeah, it looked really good, yeah.
1: It did look good. And we just served beer to the locals, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and just to get some feedback, just to kind of give us that that little bit of excitement uh, yeah. for what we're doing. We took along our Linda machine and yep. just cranked beers out all day. and It got such good feedback. Um, again, emails from that, you know, nice. since, uh, saying how much enjoyed the beer. A lot of people bought the cans to take home as well. Very good. we're at the next kind of shows and stuff. But, yeah, so next year we are, you know, we we, we just, at the end of this year, we're going to kind of see our, our kind of like local shows and, just, you know, yep. local kind of beer festivals. But next year, once we've, like I said, once we, we've got our kind of, we've, We've got about four or five beers, you know, lined up. To, as soon as the kit comes in, right, you just start smashing them out, and um, and I, you know, that's when we, that's when I'll feel like we're ready for kind of, you know, the, the big beer festivals. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really excited about it because I just can't wait to get onto that
0: scene. No, absolutely. Have you you got any local ones you can mention that people in the northwest can could come and come and find you?
1: Yeah, at the end of the month we're doing the Chester Food and Drink Festival. Nice, mm-hmm. love yeah. Chester as a as a city, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we're doing that. That should be good fun. Um, and then uh, we're doing a few makers markets and so on and so forth. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, very good. And you got any sort of tap takeover type arrangements with with local pubs as well?
1: not at the moment no no that's something i do want to kind of push a lot harder and that's that's a that's something that i do want to do now the only the only thing i feel is the outside of that i've only got two beers on draft the in can right yep so obviously out of the four beers we've only got two on draft them all which i think is not enough to really go hard on a tap takeover no
0: probably um, not but maybe so- you know maybe you can get some of your buddies to to, to put a keg on in, in in some of their tap rooms can you in in the northwest to yeah. Give you yeah. a bit of, bit of showcase?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's been, it's been, don't get me wrong, it's been, you know, the, 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 the draft, the draft, they've been going out great to, mm-hmm. we've got them going out quite a lot in the Northwest. Nice. Um, and obviously, we're on Ebury at the moment, so they're going out throughout the country. So it's been, you know, I know they've been going down to Devon, they've been going down up to Edinburgh. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, so that, that's great. your
0: session pile and your IPR you've got available. In case. Yes.
1: Yep. Yeah, they're the two. I think if I'd have gone back in time, I'd probably keg. All of it as well. I'd have, I'd have probably done smaller kegs mm-hmm. of the a few
0: twenty-liter key kegs of the yeah, of the, the big boots. Yeah.
1: I'll be honest. I'm getting asked for it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of the lot of bars saying, "Oh, yeah, we take an eight-point-five um, nice. on a small keg." So yeah, if, if there's one thing I regret, is not having everything on keg and cans, which I, right. I would do now. If I did the same thing now, um, that's what I'd have done. Yeah.
0: All right, brilliant. But it's nice that, you know, that that's the world we're living in at the moment, that, that that sort of beer is is on demand on draft. That's that's Absolutely. great news, yeah. 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 Fantastic.
1: You were, I would have never have thought an 11% in out would be on draft but yeah
0: there is. There. Well, as i'm concerned a visit to any tap room is not complete without a third of the biggest stout as a as a nightcap to send me home with a smile on my face <laughs> yeah. but that might just be me <laughs>
1: yeah. and ask me as well mate don't get me wrong I love a big, stout.
0: Love a big stout. excellent um what do you like to drink what would be you know you said west coast ipas were your thing that really brought you into american craft beer but these days what are you what are you reaching for
1: yeah, so to, to be fair, the so obviously my New England and my stouts I, I adore, do you know, what I mean, they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of my real go to. But recently, and, and the reason behind the New England that I've got at the moment is that's the kind of beer I'm really enjoying. Yeah. Um, you know, the, not not just the New England as such, but that really dank New England, mm-hmm. you know, like things like, you know, fruit car, site exhibition, that kind of yep. thing, Bob, mm-hmm. you know, from Rivington. Yeah. You know, I think they're they're just so there's just so much flavor in them and oh. just so exciting when you drink them.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. And as you say on it, you 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 favor the big stouts as well. Um
1: oh, yeah. I love a big stout. Yeah. So another, you know, this we've got so many ideas for stouts, you know. What I mean, like my <laughs> my kind of lead brewer is a big stout fan and he's, okay. he's just so excited about getting in the into the barrels so we've oh
0: brilliant yeah
1: yeah we, we're gonna we, we've got a supplier on some um some just freshly empty barrels so when we get the kitten, he's he's so excited about doing doing some stuff so like he's doing a he's, he's looking at doing a pecan pie stout okay um, barrel aged pecan pie stout which would be um he's going to barrel age that on the spare side so yeah so little things like that terrific for, yeah for, for superb beers
0: fantastic what about sours you, you're into sours yourself or are you looking to brew sours or
1: Honestly, I don't like sours. No, um, okay, fair enough. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, we, will, we will do sours because mm-hmm. the other brewer who's coming in he loves sours. That's his, his thing. Right. Um, I personally just, I'm not sure what it is. And I have tried them all, I've tried Vault Cities. I've, you know, I've had I've had the odd one where I've gone, oh, that's all right, but it's not something I adore. Do you know what I mean? No. So when I have beer, I kind of go, it wouldn't be a, yeah, it wouldn't be a, a a sour that had ordered. So
0: not I, a priority for you, no. No,
1: it's not. And, and and you know, I I do keep trying, I do keep trying. And hopefully one day I'll get it. Um, <laughs> not, not right now.
0: It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, but I do think it's uh, it broadens the the outlook for craft beer significantly. It's it's a great gateway to bring yeah. people into craft beer who don't who think they don't like beer. That's that you know that's one of the really exciting things about sours is you know you can find people that swear blind they don't drink beer and then you know they, there's there's still a sour that they'll drink.
1: Oh well, yeah. yeah. So I've got a friend who has a, she she can't stand IPAs, mm-hmm. um, but she loves sours. Yep.
0: Um, yeah. So so you, once you get the kit in, you know you're going to brew this New England IPA again. I'm sure, and and others. What other specials have you got in mind, style wise, for your first sort of half dozen brews?
1: Um, so we we want to do a lager. We want to yeah. go in with a lager because I think they're a kind of staple. We want to look at doing just like a staple. clean
0: sort of Hellers or Pills or something. Or...
1: Yeah, so like a Pills a Pils style lager. I want to do more of um, I'd spoil more of a session pale. Okay, we um, want to do it. you know, an experiment doing a, a a really nice session pale, but but more of a New England style session pale, but trying to right. have as much flavouring as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, it will be kind of probably the the stouts really.
0: Yeah fair enough that'll keep you busy for a while
1: yeah because we want to load up some we, we you know we've got we've got about you've got know, about 10 20 barrels you know we're looking at filling up first and you know, we want to get mm-hmm. them filled up get them on the shelf yeah and um, so yeah so that'd be quite good
0: fantastic what are you doing to research beers i mean it's a tough job but somebody's got to do it haven't they you know in terms of sort of figuring out beer styles and, and even ideas from the tap room and are you getting out and about a lot these days you know now that we're all able to go and do oh, that
1: Believe me, I'm getting out about out and about a lot and drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> I, you know, like, I, I've, I've been saying this for the past few weeks, actually, one of the things I'm going to do, I've been I've been a little bit busy over the past few mm. weeks, but after this week is done, I do want to get out and about next week, and I'm going to go and see quite a few breweries. I've, nice. Yeah. I want to go. I've been chatting to the guys at Trinity about Brew Kit not long ago. They're okay, great. Yeah. really good bunch of lads. Yeah, yeah said come down and have a look. and so I'm gonna go and see them. So I, I, I want to do a bit of a bit of a tap room tour and a brewery yeah. tour. So if there's anybody out there who's um you know he wants to he wants to just like invite me down I'll come down and we'll we'll just have a chat about being I'm
0: sure anybody would make you welcome is you need to sort of define which direction you head in and then <laughs>
1: absolutely yeah well that's it you know one of the things I've loved about this so far is how many people are willing to help you like I said oh. you know I turned up at Rivington one day and I talked to Ben and he couldn't be more helpful. No. I've talked to guys at, you know, Brum Brewery, you know, they're, yeah. they're great. And, and like I said, Trinity, I rang them off spec just one day and I said, oh, can I talk about brewing?" And it couldn't be any more helpful. No, that's nice. Yeah. Helpful that. I, I, mean, it's just superb.
0: I wouldn't expect anything else, but it's still amazing that that's the way this industry carries on, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's so uh, so fabulous that people yeah. are prepared to, to share expertise and, and even, you know, literally trade secrets. You know, you ask somebody how yeah. they brewed a particular beer, and they'll show you, won't they? And that's just amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: no, that is one thing that, that has really blown me away. That if I probably say, if anything, when you said, like, what's been your big takeaway so far of your journey, I'd probably say that it's just mm-hmm. you know, they can't be any more helpful. you know what I mean? They can't be any more excited for you. Do you know what I mean? On mm-hmm. your project. And, and I, I think it's superb.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I'd, I'd be very surprised if, if, you know, you explain the background to what you're trying to do to, to any brewery and, and they're going to be even more willing to help if that's possible. Yeah. Because you know everybody seems to have some sort of giving back yeah. kind of model to their business, so I don't, you know, nobody, nobody's going to say, "Oh, that's a load of crap." Why are you doing that? You know, that's, <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> well, I hope not. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I'm sure, sure you can rely on that sort of help and support. Um, you know, even even more so as as you as you get the get the brewery on its feet.
1: Yeah, there's one thing that um, that's quite important for me. Obviously, after the um, after the 24-hour bike ride I did from London to Paris, yeah. I've decided that I'm going to do another event um, on the anniversary every year of the brewery's inception. So okay, yeah. So the the, the first one I want to do is I want to cycle from John O'Groats to Landed, Land's End. Oh my goodness! Yeah. The idea is, if I don't die along the way, is I want to call in a, about three breweries and do some... A, three three
0: of... per day or...? A... No, three. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would have big points on my license by that point, mate, to be fair. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I just want to pop in a, look, three breweries along the way, mm. spend the day there doing some form of collaboration possible. Mm. And then what I want to do at the end of that, so at the end of that, I'd have three breweries, uh, three breweries that we've collaborated with, some other brewery, yeah and the proceeds of that would go to some form of mental health charity
0: fantastic so what is that it's about eight nine hundred miles is it something like that how far is it yeah yeah it's a bit more, it's
1: a bit more, something like yeah yeah so, so, so that'll
0: be what two that'll be two weeks plus on the bike especially if you're going to take three days off to do collab so you probably need three weeks do it would you yeah exactly
1: and and yeah so if there's any breweries out there that want to get involved in that, uh, be
0: fantastic can you drag yourself away from the business for three weeks
1: um. Yes, <laughs> it allows me to ride a bike and drink beer along the way without.
0: A shadow I suppose of a so. You can do your email from the from the bed and breakfast each night, yeah. however, can't you? So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you need a support team, wouldn't you? So, uh, so you can need somebody to to probably probably drive along with you to uh, to hopefully uh, give you a bit of moral support and keep you fed and watered and whatever on the road. Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Well, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't have to be a bike event, does it? You're surrounded by amazing hill walking, aren't you, in the northwest? there So there's plenty of sort of challenge walks that you could do easily enough in the in the lakes or whatever.
1: Yeah, and that's it. It's just you know, if I could if I can do that, whatever, once a year on its like you know, on its anniversary, hmm. it's an exception. And, and the proceeds of whatever came out of that went into charity that for me would be that would be pretty cool
0: it's a brilliant idea and it could just it's going to get bigger and bigger each year isn't it i can, just, yeah, I can exactly. imagine yeah oh well I've got, some, I've got
1: some big plans for that probably bigger bigger than my ability but yeah I've got some okay
0: big <laughs> well keep us posted on that i'd love to promote that for you each uh, you know as and when it comes up where should people turn to get some state-of-kind beers at the moment where's the best place for them to get them
1: uh obviously the best place to get them is direct from us um, Yep. Or you can get them from the web the website which is all the w's uh state of kind everything's
0: in stock at the moment all four core beers are in stock at the moment Yeah,
1: all four core beers and two lovely pieces of glassware um, yeah i
0: saw that don't be a dick is that that's your uh, <laughs> one of your glasses you, which i like yeah, yeah
1: so, that, that's our core. so our core beer which is a four percent session that is the name of the beer which okay is
0: nice yep good um, advice
1: yeah, and that—that—that's uh, <laughs> it, It's a little bit of a marmite statement at the moment, but I do think it rings very true. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's like it's just—just just don't be an idiot. You know what, no. what I mean? Just be kind. Just be yeah. a decent person. It's not hard. Do you know no, what I mean? it but, isn't. So yeah, that is our—that is our kind of stem glassware, and then we have a gold leaf s tumbler, which has got the logo on it. So nice. As it's, uh, it's
0: awesome. I said, like, I like—I really like your logo as well. I think that's—that's that's a, that's a nice piece of design
1: good so, yeah but but yeah so well, derek from us or kind of there are a few stockists in the northwest um but yeah derek from us is definitely easier for us
0: and k as you say, kegs from ebrea of the um of the session Pail and the IPI. yeah
1: we're, we're on ebrea as well so yeah you can get us on ebrea
0: and the cans from ebrea as well i guess if people yes, want to want to or order them by the case yeah good yeah. all right okay then let's get into the wrap-up questions then the first of which is what i call the shout out to the little guy and here I ask you to name one or more local beer businesses, local to Wigan, I guess. And that could be a pub, another brewery, a tap room, a restaurant, a cafe, a bottle shop, that you think is doing a great job in the service of independent craft beer.
1: All right, okay, yeah. There's definitely a Northern Beer Temple. So John at Northern Beer Temple, who is based in Wigan, he's a small bottle shop. Brilliant. Um, he's, he, he's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. He does good stuff um there is also lillian arthur's which is a lovely little um lovely little cafe based in wigan as well they've okay. got they've got craft beer on tap which is really nice, nice. lovely um, yeah it's really nice new really good food as well that's really good um and i'd probably say the john bull chop house which is which is a pub in the center of wigan okay now traditional pub downstairs but upstairs it's very much a craft beer
0: oh nice beer nice combination there. yeah
1: yeah, so he's nice upstairs. He's got it just very t- very, very craft beer-oriented. So, yeah, that's very Brilliant.
0: Good. All right, great. Well, I'll put a link to each of those businesses in the show notes to the podcast so people can just click through and uh, find them and hopefully come and check them out next time they're up your way. Perfect. Brilliant. So then we get to the wrap-up question, and this is what would be your ultimate happy hour? I need to know where you would be, who would you be with, and specifically what beer you would be drinking. Okay.
1: Oh. That is quite easy at the moment. Okay. So for me, the ultimate happy hour would be beautiful, warm day Uh in the Rivington tap room. Nice. I would be drinking, never seen fog like it.
0: Yeah, wonderful beer. I would
1: be with my long-suffering, better half, uh, partner, Zara.
0: Brilliant. Well, that's a very uh, concise answer. People usually hum and ha and sort of, you know, fret about that, but you had that absolutely down. And I can't argue with it. I haven't actually been to the Rivington Taproom yet. I'm obviously at the wrong end of the country, not quite, but, but far enough away that it's not local to me. So, I am desperately trying to figure out a way to get up there before the end of this late summer because I had a great chat with with Ben and, and Mike on the podcast a few weeks ago and I really want to come and check that out. So, so I will get there at some point
1: soon. Nice guy. And, you know, the the spot they've got at Rivington um, is, is perfect. I'm a big fan of Doves, the group. They had they make a song called uh, Winter Hill. Okay. Um, and as you sat at Rivington, if you sat at the Rivington tap room, you've got a perfect view of Winter Hill. So oh, right. It's it's God's country. Let's be honest, yeah.
0: God's country. So mm. yeah, <laughs> fantastic. No, I'm going to do it. I'm definitely trying to figure out a way to to get up there soon. So no, I'm sure it is everything you say it is. Definitely. Well, John, that's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for your time. I absolutely love the principle of your business. Um, I'm sure your beers are going to be terrific to back it up because I think that's important as well. You know, by by the evidence of what I've tasted this evening, um, you're on the right track. And I can't wait to see how the brewery sets up in, in Wigan, and uh, it's just another place I'm going to have to add to my travel uh, travel diary for early 2022. I can see that. It's, uh... but in the meantime, wish you every success, and please keep me posted about how things are going. And and also, you know, as soon as you got a, a charity event ready to go, please send me your artwork, and I'm very happy to promote it in the newsletter to, to to get us behind it. Yeah,
1: wonderful. I really I really appreciate your time and yeah. and the opportunity
0: no absolute pleasure thanks very much for your time John. cheers commencing in the spring of 2022 this week in craft beer will be running meticulously curated long weekend tours to the world's most exciting craft beer cities in partnership with some of the uk's leading craft breweries destinations will include copenhagen new england brooklyn and miami If you fancy joining a small tour party led by a leading UK craft brewer as we experience a packed long weekend of meet the brewer and tutored tastings at some of the leading craft breweries on the planet, please pay close attention to our newsletter and website.